1: You're listening to 105.9 The Region and welcome to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez and my co-host and the expert on all matters real estate is Asif Khan with
2: Remax Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Hello, everyone.
1: Asif, let's start with the state of affairs. You're in the field here in York Region. What are your observations right now?
2: You know, Tina, it it, um, it, it feels almost like spring right now because there's so much uh, property moving uh, you know changing hands you're you're seeing a lot of sold signs go up in the in the region you're seeing you're still seeing inventory come up because unlike previous years where you know people would start to uh you know slow down right now and maybe wait out till early winter you're still seeing them put their houses up uh you know the weather's helped out a bit we've had great weather so the the feel in the market right now is almost like a spring market
1: and is that different from this time last year?
2: It is. Last year was a very busy year. I mean, I think we uh, we went into December before we finally felt a bit of a slowdown. But uh, you know, the just the feeling out there. You know, buyers are ready to buy. There's uh, mortgage changes uh, that are coming up in January that has a lot of buyers excited to get in before anything happens uh, that could affect their affordability. Uh, you know, we'll get into that a little bit as well during this show. But uh, the the feeling out there, there's a lot of motivation and people want to get back into home ownership. They they've been sitting on the fence for about five or six months and it's time to jump in.
1: And I look forward to that conversation about those mortgage rules uh, changes. But what are you noticing? What are the hot areas in York Region right now?
2: The hot areas continue. I, I mean, the the Markham, Richmond Hill, Stouffville areas uh, are always traditionally hot uh, at this time of the year and and throughout. But you're also seeing areas like. King and Georgina. I mean, they're really starting to, to heat up. There's a lot of building going on in Georgina and, uh, you know, people are, are flocking up there. Bradford. Bradford has been huge lately and, and that started picking up in the summer as people started looking, you know, outside of Vaughan and, and those areas. Uh, so, So Bradford, I would say, arguably is one of the hottest markets right now.
1: So you mentioned Bradford, Georgina, King. Are we talking about new builds? Are we talking about uh, resales? What is out there?
2: Bradford, you're seeing a lot of new builds. So you're seeing people that were in existing homes selling their homes, moving into the new homes. You're also seeing a lot of traffic from Richmond Hill and Vaughan heading over to Bradford. Uh, Newmark and Aurora are pretty steady uh, in in terms of resale homes. But Bradford and uh, you know Keswick, the Georgina area, seem to be leading the way with new builds.
1: And is the average price of a home um, a little bit less in those areas than it is in southern York region?
2: It is, and, and that's why you're seeing a lot of new families or, or younger families, new first-time buyers heading out towards that way. Um, you know, the the transportation uh, is a lot better now throughout the region, so they can go a little bit further and, and get more bang for their buck.
1: And if you're in those areas, you've got an older home, how do you get it ready for sale? It hasn't been on the market in many, many years. Um maybe it's still with the original owners. How do you get that um that home ready to just, you know, get off the market real
2: quick? You want to look at the major the major portions of the home like the the roof, the windows, the furnace and make sure that they've been updated, you know, update the kitchen, the bathroom and declutter. A lot of times when we've been in houses for 10, 15, 20 years, we have so much accumulation of just junk uh-huh. in the home. So you want to declutter and, and give the home an open feel.
1: And how do you do that? You know, do you, as a as an agent, do you bring in someone to help you stage your home, to help you declutter? Because a lot of us can't do it on our own.
2: There's a lot of companies that do decluttering or, or you know, uh, downsizing companies that will take stuff away and sell it on consignment. But most of I mean, I usually tell our clients, the general rule of them is if you haven't looked at it in the last five or ten years, <laughs> don't even bother opening it up because you'll want to keep it. Just throw it out.
1: And what else do I need to do if I'm getting my home to sell? Do I have to um, put a fresh coat of paint on the walls, um, you know, other than
2: declutter? What else should I be doing? A fresh coat of paint for sure. And neutral colors. Even
1: though the new owner is going to come in and do their own thing anyway, why am I wasting my time?
2: Surprisingly the new owners will come in and and um they will not be able to picture themselves in the home unless you have a neutral color. And you know, you have to get their imagination going. You have to make them feel at home. So, you know, having bright pinks or or turquoise and you know, aqua blues in the home, it's <laughs> it's not gonna make them feel at home. So once you, you know make it a clean slate with the uh with the the neutral paint, they'll imagine themselves in there and they'll start painting it within as they walk through the house they'll be painting it within their mind as to what colors they want.
1: So we've talked about the sellers what about the purchasers what are they looking for right now what's that hot area of the house that everybody has to have?
2: I still think kitchens and bathrooms uh, usually when we're taking people through the home they're they're looking at uh, you know wanting to do the least amount of work to make that place home and if the kitchens and bathrooms are renovated that's half the battle right there uh you're looking for open concept uh, you know houses that are all closed up and don 't have a lot of light coming through they 're not as inviting uh high ceilings you know if if you 've got the the homes with the nine or ten feet high ceilings you 've got uh larger windows in the home as well you're letting in more light uh all that contributes to the experience as they're walking through the house.
1: Terrific. Good advice. Thank you. And i got to get home to declutter. But when we come back, we're joined by a mortgage agent about the new rules coming into effect real soon and what it means for buyers. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9
0: The Region. More with Osip Khan and REMAX Prime Properties when we come back.
1: You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm Station Manager
2: Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. We're joined now with uh, Lucy Gagliardi. Lucy's a mortgage agent. And Lucy, we, were, uh, we wanted to talk to you about the new rules coming into place for mortgages January 1st. Can you tell us a little bit about what's on deck and what we can expect?
3: Well, thanks for having me, Asif. It's great to be here. And, wow, these mortgage changes have really instilled quite a bit of fear out there. Um, essentially, there are three changes that are taking place effective January 1st of 2018. The first change is that regulators have eliminated bundled mortgages on purchases. So, if a, previously, if a client didn't quite have enough of a down payment, we used to be able to give them a small private second behind the first, We're no longer going to be able to do that effective January 1st. The second change is that lenders are scaling back the loan to value on higher valued homes. So most lenders right now already have a conservative sliding scale in place for high valued homes. That basically means the amount of the down payment required for higher valued homes would be higher than your regular 20% down. The banks haven't yet determined how this is going to affect their guidelines. But everyone is working on figuring that out and uh, they'll communicate that to us as they figure it out. Now the third change is the change that, uh, or the third rule is the change that affects everyone most. Federally regulated financial institutions or banks are now harmonizing the stress test. That basically means that everyone applying for a mortgage as of January 1st will have to qualify at the higher of the Bank of Canada benchmark rate, which is 4.99% or 2% above the mortgage contract rate. So if the average five-year fixed current contract rate is 3.24%, they're going to have to qualify at a rate of 524
2: The uh, stress test isn't new to mortgages. This was introduced about a year ago, right?
3: Yes, it was introduced about a year ago in October of 2016 for insured mortgages only, or mortgages with a term... Of less than five years as well as variable rate so moving forward it's going to apply to everybody and is that not a good thing though Lucy Uh, in some circumstances it is a good thing Um, from an affordability perspective we really haven't seen defaults in uh, mortgages right now and lately so it is a good thing but I, I really do think that they're taking this a little bit too far so
2: what this basically
3: BC. means is a client that would qualify for a $600,000 purchase price with a 20% down payment, they'd have a $480,000 mortgage. Right now, the current rules in place. They would have to earn 96000 per year uh, of income. After January 1st, someone to, looking to purchase a $600,000 home uh, essentially would require the same mortgage, the same down payment, they would actually have to earn $117,000 per year. So it, it really depends on the individual circumstance, whether or not this is a good thing or not. I, I think they're taking it a little bit too far, though.
2: So people that may be on the edge or are looking for a home and and thinking, hey, maybe I'll wait for the spring when there's more on the market, it's actually in their best interest to jump out there right now so they can get what they want rather than have to settle for something in the spring, right? I
3: completely agree. So today's consumer, um, as of January 1st, will have about 16 to 20% less purchasing power. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean they're not going to qualify to purchase after January 1st, but it will mean that they won't qualify for as much as they will now. So my suggestion would definitely be to contact your mortgage professional to discuss what you qualify for now and what you'd qualify for after January 1st and then decide whether the right time for you to buy would be now or in the new year.
1: That's really good advice because I think traditionally, and again, I'm not the professionals here, uh, you guys are, but it, you know, it appears that um, the market does slow down a little bit. You're not, you know, you're not going to see as many um, uh, properties or any signs for sale during this time of year. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do this in the spring and and uh, start fresh in uh, you know maybe in summertime. So it, mm-hmm. it probably is the traditional time of year where things slow down, and maybe we're not going to see that in the last couple of months of 2017.
3: I have a feeling we're not going to see that slow down. <laughs>
2: wow. Yeah, Lucy. I've, I've also heard that uh, people that have been pre-approved for new builds, so condos that they've purchased a couple of years ago, they've been pre-qualified for them. Now they may have to re-qualify for them.
3: Yes, it's they. They will have to re-qualify for them once again. Contact your um, your mortgage professional. Find out if the values that you were qualified for before still stand. Wow, that's huge, isn't it? Mm-hmm massive.
2: There are so many of these condos sold within the last couple of years and if they aren't closing by January 1st all these people are are, you know they could be on the hook and deposits aren't small anymore. I mean most of the builders are asking for 20 percent down so you could be at a lot of money unless you you know get get on the ball right now.
3: Well Bank of Mommy and Daddy works quite well in situations like that so let's hope that uh, that you know, these people that are purchasing are, you know, they'll they'll have a contingency plan.
1: So, Lucy, you gave us a couple pieces of advice. You said um, go to your, your mortgage professional, determine what it's going to cost to qualify now or qualify after January 1st. What other pieces of advice do you have for
3: consumers? Educate yourself. Um, the best advice is really find out as much as you can. Uh, I know that I keep saying, (laughs) call your mortgage professional. They really are the best people to advise you. Um, Different uh, rules are changing, and essentially call them up and ask, exactly how do these rule changes affect me specifically?
2: Now, final question. I I know there's going to be a huge rush over the next couple of months for people to get into properties, but do these properties necessarily have to close by the end of the year, or you know if you're approved can can the closing happen January, February, March? because you know I, I mean the best scenario might be for someone to purchase a home now and have a later closing, uh, but is that going to be okay within these rules?
3: Well, once again, that'll be lender specific um, A commitment is generally valid for anywhere from ninety to one hundred and twenty days from the approval date, so as long as we have an approval. Prior to December 31st, we have between 90 and 120 days to close, and um, essentially uh, you have to have your approval prior to December 31st. Sorry, one other thing that I'd like to mention as well is give your mortgage professional a little bit more time to to get the approval and, and to work for you. There's going to be a lot of volume from now until December 31st. So what can normally take a day or two to approve a mortgage can take a lot longer. So my suggestion is don't sit on it. Get out there and get your approval. Find out, like I said, find out what you qualify for. Find your property. Get the approval in and close within 90 to 120 days.
1: That's terrific. Thank you, Lucy, for joining us.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Lucy. Great information.
1: That was mortgage agent Lucy Gagliardi. When we come back, we chat with another expert and one of the founding members with REMAX Prime Properties. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com and click on On the Market section. You're listening to On the Market on 1059 The Region. Stay with us.
0: More with Awesome Khan and REMAX Prime Properties when we come back.
1: Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. And Asif, that was a frightening conversation about the new mortgage rules in effect in the new year. I think it's really going to have an impact.
2: It definitely will, and and Tina, I mean, the important thing to remember is the Toronto real estate market has been resilient to any of these changes and and uh, you know new policies being put into play, and uh, you know uh, it reminds me of uh, you know a conversation I have with one of our founding members, Trevor Johnston, after he attended the uh, Toronto Real Estate Board's AGM, and he was listening to Chief Economist Benjamin Tall at CIBC speaking about uh, you know what's going to happen with Toronto pricing, so. I'd like to welcome Trevor Johnston to the show. Trevor, how are you?
4: Thanks, Asim. Great to be here.
2: Trevor, can you enlighten us a little bit about uh, you know, what, what's the outlook for the uh, Toronto real estate market uh, You know, with or without all these changes that are taking place? Uh, I know that you guys had a great conversation uh, over the last few days with uh, Benjamin Tall, and uh, maybe you can uh, tell us a little bit about what was happening there.
4: Sure, absolutely. There's a couple of factors actually in play right now. One of them was the 15% foreign buyer's tax. Uh, as Benjamin said, it really did very little. Uh, supply is still the issue in the Toronto market. It is improving, but it's still not enough because of the Places to Grow Act restricts development. And what it does is pushes development back to the core where land is very expensive uh, because all the parking lots are
2: gone. Yeah, that's a great point because they refer to Toronto as an island because you've got water on one side and then you've got the protected land on the other. So that land in the middle is actually very expensive to develop and that's why you have these prices soaring.
4: Correct. There are a couple of other issues in play as well. We are now at the intersection where long-term owners are paying more principal and less interest. They've had mortgages for quite some time. Uh, There are not as many mortgages with the charter banks. However, there are a number of new buyers who have larger mortgage payments, so they're paying more interest and less principal, so the mortgage is increasing because of the size of the mortgage, not the number of them. So fewer mortgages, higher amounts is another factor.
2: So that that's probably more equity as well, so I mean if you have fewer mortgages, more people have equity in their home, so that's uh, actually a good sign for the Toronto housing
4: absolutely absolutely the the change uh, the change is underway though uh, the the gross domestic product is actually slowing down a little bit, and why? Uh, actually, an interesting stat, and this came out of the United States. I'm not sure how it parallels Canada, but the aging population means fewer workers. There are in the United States, believe it or not, more people now on disability and social security than there are working. So that shows the beginning of the boomers retiring,
0: if you will.
1: So what kind of impact is that going to have here at home? Because I'm sure we've got similar numbers, maybe lower, um, but I'm sure we have similar numbers in Canada. What kind of impact will that have?
4: I think what you'll see is I think you'll see the boomers starting to cash out and downsize, take some of their equity out of the market. And that's an opportunity for middle market buyers, if you will, to move up who do have some equity in their homes to be able to move up a little bit into the larger home.
1: And where are those boomers going? Are they going into condo development? What are they going into?
4: Well, I guess I could use myself as a prime example. We uh, moved from a home in Markham uh, to a a condo, a two-story condo in Markham. And uh, we've decided we're not quite ready for condo living yet, although it's a very popular vehicle for a lot of people. And we've actually moved out of the city to a golf course community to a bungalow.
1: So, you you moved out of Markham. Is that uh, where you've moved out of?
4: We actually did just move out of Markham. We moved to a golf course community uh, just north of Port Perry and Seagrave, Ontario, to a golf course community.
1: And I think that sentiment that you shared, you know, that you weren't quite ready for condo living, I've heard that quite a bit. And what was it for you about living in a condo that didn't quite fit at this time?
4: Well, I don't miss the pool that we had in Markham, but I miss the backyard. Mm-hmm. And just being able to go outside and, and get some fresh air and stand on grass.
1: Yeah, I think uh I think that's pretty common with a lot of folks who make that transition from a, a house to a condo and maybe they're not quite ready.
2: And, and Trevor, you're you're a seniors real estate specialist. I am. And and how does that how, how does you know, hearing about the the boomers cashing out uh, how does that affect your business? Because, I mean, there's a lot of seniors in Markham that, uh, you know, lived around your property and, and in your area that are probably going through the same type of thing that you're going through and thinking, what am I going to do? Where am I going to move? And, you know, what's all this talk about a bubble? Should I be selling? Should I not be selling? And and once you hear a, a talk by Benjamin Tall, that probably gives you a, a lot more of a comfort level to go back to them and say, look, there is no bubble you know, this is a great time for you to take the equity out of your house, maybe move and downsize and, and, and maybe even become bank of mom and dad with all the changes coming in the mortgage industry to be able to give some money to your sons or daughters. Well,
4: it it does, Asif. And, you know, one of the big factors uh, here is being an accredited senior agent. It's not the same as being a regular real estate agent. There's, there's much more involved to dealing with seniors. So there's uh, downsizing. You know, there's decluttering. It's where do I put my things? They need somebody who can empathize and understand their situation. And I guess, uh, although I'm not a senior yet, but I do work with seniors, we can empathize in doing work with a lot of seniors. We know what it is that they need. And that's the big takeaway, is that these people are actually looking to help their children get established because, you know, it's the affordability has eroded, so they're looking to give their children a head start, too. We always want something better for our children than we want it for ourselves. I think that's it in a nutshell.
1: And in terms of transition, where are you seeing a lot of the seniors going? Are they going into condo living? Are they going into, you know, some sort of seniors' residence? Are they going into a smaller bungalow where everything is all one level? What are you noticing in in your industry?
4: Well, that was our that was our take. Uh, we looked at it and said, let's move now and be proactive as opposed to be reactive. And we did choose to move to a bungalow where it's on one level because we do encourage people. To age in place as long as they possibly can, as we all know, it's very uh, expensive to uh, live in seniors assisted or long term care. So we encourage people to live in their in their homes as long as they can, and that's you know, and get some help. We're you know, we're actually looking in the fu- looking into the future. There are not enough uh, seniors assisted housing. There's not enough rental property available. So you know, maybe there's something in the future to look at is having people coming in and, and doing seniors assisted and living in like a nanny.
1: And Trevor, are you noticing that, um, you know, I remember back in the day that a bungalows in any neighborhood or subdivision were at a premium. Is that uh, still the case?
4: It is always the case, Tina, and that's, you know, principally because the, the bungalows require a larger foot, footprint, a larger lot in mm-hmm. order to put them on. So, the land is more valuable, and obviously bungalows are more valuable, and they're only making so many. So I guess a lot of the early adopters, the boomers, are you know going to start eating up that inventory. Uh, some of the rest of the boomers team are actually moving down into rental accommodation. They're taking that huge equity that they have in their homes at Markham and finding that they can live very comfortably just by going out and renting a two-bedroom condominium in Markham. So that's going to put some more pressure on the housing market as well, on the rental market.
1: Trevor, thank you for joining us. That was Trevor Johnston. As if we only have a few minutes left to take questions from our listeners, let's start with this question from Linda in Toronto. She is considering a move to 905, either Schaumburg or Stouffville. She wants to know if that's a good idea considering the value of
2: her property in Toronto. What do you think? Linda that's a great question and we get that all the time uh, you know with the extra land transfer tax that Toronto has it makes it very much affordable to move to the 905 you're going to get a lot more value for uh, you know you're you're cashing out in Toronto in a very hot market and you're going to be able to take that money maybe and put some money aside and and still get uh, a home that you're going to love in the 905 you know land transfer tax that's a that's a cash expense that's something that you have to put out of pocket before you move in and having that extra land transfer tax has affected affordability for a lot of people so you're going to be able to save that uh, extra tax by moving into the 905 and uh, have some more money in your pocket at the end of the day
1: Okay. Our next question comes from Anna in Maple. She has grown children and while she's not ready to downsize, she doesn't own vacation property and is thinking about investing in a downtown condo instead for the kids to enjoy or even for her and her husband in retirement. What do you think about that?
2: We have a lot of people, especially now that they're moving. I mean, a lot of them are moving up north and, and they still want that, that weekend condo that they can go and hang out in the city and they don't have to worry about going home and things like that. So we do have a lot of people that are doing that. And, um, and that's a great investment as well because you've got equity in your home and you may as well use that equity to make you money. And, and by owning one of these condos downtown, you're building equity in the condo as well. You're not putting money out of your pocket. You're, you're actually taking the equity out of your home, which is your money, and and putting that to work for you. So great idea. There's lots of opportunities out there. And, uh, you know, give your uh, realtor, give us a call, and uh, we'll be able to help you out with that.
1: And do you suggest a, a new build? Are there new build condos still going up in Toronto? Or do you suggest a resale, especially if it's something that, you know, she doesn't want that standard um, $600 to $800, square foot condo. Maybe she wants something bigger than that.
2: There are a lot of new builds. The new builds are, you know, generally when you're looking at new built condos, they're a little bit smaller than the, uh, the resale condos that were built, you know, 15, 20 years ago. It depends where you want to be. If you want to be right by Harborfront, there's some older condos there that are huge and great prices. So
1: those are usually bigger, the older ones?
2: They're usually bigger. And you could pick something like that up for about $450 a square foot. Whereas when you go into the new bills, you're looking at about $600 a square foot. So it just depends on what use you're going to make out of the condo. If it's just to be in the entertainment district or, you know, do you, do you want something midtown, hang and Anglinton or something, it's going to be a little bit more expensive there. But it depends on what you're using it for. You know, is it a lifestyle condo? Is it just an entertainment condo? Is it an investment that you're going to rent out? So all of those have to be taken into consideration uh, and to find you the right place.
1: That's good. Good advice. Thanks. That's our show for this week. Thank you, Asif. We'll catch up again next week. That's our show. If you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening.
0: You can connect with us on Twitter at 1059 The Region, or you can call us at 416 335 1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. This is 1059 The Region.